are listening to the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Neil Dixon-Smith. Thank you for joining us. The Chicago Green Wedding Alliance is a collaborative network of professional event vendors committed to environmental and social responsibility. Our mission here is to inform and promote sustainable business practices within the event planning vendor community, as well as for the general public that may seek our services. You can learn more about the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance at GreenWeddingAlliance.com. On today's episode, we're going to be going deep into wedding planning from the perspective of a strong vision in design and decor. With me today is Kate Lerman of Chicago Vintage Weddings. Good afternoon, Kate, and thank you for coming out today. Oh, thank you. Uh, as I was thinking about how to introduce Kate and Chicago Vintage Weddings, I found myself reflecting on how myself, as a ceremony musician, describe the role that, that live music plays during a ceremony. And when I say that, of course, people immediately might think about processional and recessional music. But for me, what's really interesting and Maybe this is the wisdom I've gained from playing so many weddings is that uh, what's most interesting is thinking about the prelude music, which is what is played uh, for the half hour before, half hour or so before the ceremony starts. It's a topic that invites you to think about the wedding as a ritual, this constructed gathering of souls for the purpose of this monumental life transformation, this creation of a new family. It's a decidedly special occasion where in the ideal sense, all the sensory elements, everything you see, what you smell, what you hear, all work in concert to heighten the, sen the, heighten the senses, uh, even give meaning. And what we all want uh, at a wedding is for all the elements to come together and help the participants take themselves out of the day-to-day the -day lives, out of their day-to-day -day stresses, and become immersed into this scene that we are collectively creating. And in planning, you want to take you, the families, and the guests out of their workday stresses and petty troubles to help prepare them to feel something, to let their emotions go, to laugh, to cry, to eat, drink, dance, be merry. So I like to say that during the prelude, I'm helping get everyone there on the same psychological page. Relaxed, so when the bride is ready to walk down the aisle, the tear ducts are all warmed up. And then after the ceremony, and maybe after the cocktail hour, that dinner bell rings and the doors swing open, and then an entirely new sensory world is upon us. And I think this is where I pass the baton over to Kate Lerman, who's founder and planner of Chicago Vintage Weddings. And and you are also participate, you know, in the weddings in this this kind of this ritual, this heightening of the senses. What do you feel, Kate? We're getting to the core now of your mission. What is the impact of design on an event? Well, it's very similar to music. You mentioned setting a tone through music, and design can do the same thing. Guests can become immersed in the feel and the emotional tone of an event just by having this really high visual impact when they're able to be there. They see how lovely everything looks. They see all these personal touches from the couple and really begin to understand what the day means to the couple based on these beautiful things they've chosen from their paper goods to their floral to the furniture they use just everything relates to the couple and how they want this day to feel for themselves and their families and their guests now you offer uh, uh 
in addition to, to planning services, and we're going to talk in detail a little bit about, about what all that your business does, but just from the most basic point of view, you, uh, you have a collection of, of tableware and all sorts of decorative items, furniture, uh, everything that would, that would help you, know, you, that you would bring into a venue to, to, you know, to, to, to solve the, the problems of where people are going to eat and what they're going to eat with and what they're going to drink with <laughs> yes. and things like that, as well as you are also a planner yourself. And so you have full service, you know, soup to nuts planning type services. So when you're there and, and, and you have designed this space, you know, in, of course, in planning with your, the people that are hiring you, but maybe, you know, the event hasn't started yet, but everything is all set up and everything is set up to exactly how you wanted it to be. And what is it that you're, you know, is for you, is it like, are you thinking about it as like, it's like a dreamland or are you thinking about it as like, because it's vintage wear and you're thinking you're going back in time and thinking that you're in a different place in time. Take the, the, the couples out of it. What is the, 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 the pleasure in all this for, for Kate Lerman? For me, it's just seeing it come together really, really well and doing good work. I take a lot of pleasure and pride in doing good work. So to me, it's not necessarily that you've created the perfect 1920s speakeasy or whatever it may be. It's just that everything is going smoothly. Guests are enjoying themselves. The couple is happy. The vendors are collaborating really well. That's what I think matters most to me and makes me happiest mm-hmm. when I just see a wedding day going well and everyone who put the wedding together and who's supposed to be celebrating there is enjoying themselves. Fantastic. Now, Chicago Vintage Weddings is a, is a like I said, is a full service wedding planning and vintage rental company. You have a storefront at 1855 West Grand in Chicago. Does that even hold regular offer? Like people can walk in your shop or is it by appointment only? <laughs> so on our door, it says by appointment and by chance. When we are there, and it's usually going to be our studio manager, Elizabeth, we are going to be there on a pretty irregular basis, just depending on what else we have going on in our daily schedule. We're always quite busy, and we'll be in the studio usually to prep our rental orders. Mm-hmm. So if you catch us at a good time, you can walk on in, you know, knock on the door if it's locked, and come say hello. Mm-hmm. We usually have some extra treats for people when they come by, you know, okay, offer nice. them a drink, a little snack. Maybe they can do a little shopping with some of our inventory, but for the most part, it's just rentals in the studio and the occasional pop-up shop, and people make an appointment usually. That's how it works mm. best. And and people can and we can find you on the internet first and foremost at Chicago Vintage Weddings plural Chicago Vintage Weddings dot com, yes. and the contact information is there. And so like so so you you offer. Uh, 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 vintage rentals as well as as planning. Why don't you give us? A, can you give us a thumbnail sketch just of of the the services that you offer? Oh, absolutely. So we do vintage rentals. We do wedding planning included in that. We do full service planning, partial planning, and coordination. So it really runs the gamut of in depth service, just really really in depth, from helping you choose every little element of your day to something a little less comprehensive, which is coordination, and we come in after you've chosen all your vendors, and we help execute all those last-minute logistical details and run everything on the day of. So there's a variety of services there, and people get discounts on our vintage rentals when they book us for any of these planning services. And of course, we also do just vintage rentals without planning services as well, if people are interested in those. And for the vintage rentals, so so like I mentioned, we're talking about... Uh... 
you know, tableware, so mm-hmm. so plates and and bowls and things like that, as well yes. as all the the glassware for for drinks and silverware, and then also there's a lot of furniture that people can rent, all sorts of chairs and and sofas and and things, and then just sort of decorative items like lamps and and things like that. Like, is there a a size of wedding you know that that you specialize in service or or is there a ceiling to how large a wedding can be that you can service? Oh, there's certainly not in a ceiling. In terms of the rent, in terms but, of the rentals. Well, it depends on what people are looking for. So if people have 500 guests in an event and they want tablescapes for every single guest, so they want three different pieces of stemware and then they want the full bar and they want four different plates per guest, that is going to be a little tricky for us to accommodate. We tend to have weddings for rentals, especially for full tabletop rentals that are under 300 guests. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case, but it tends to be. And then we can do really intimate events as well. We don't have a minimum rental order, mm-hmm. which people really like when they're doing an engagement photo shoot or a very mm-hmm. small dinner party, something along those lines. So it varies. We do large events, small events, everything in between. And as, uh, in the vintage category, that could mean many different things. Is, is there a particular era that that you specialize in or how do you describe your the how do you describe your collection well there are particular eras that appeal to me the most personally but we don't specialize in a particular era it's all a matter of what clients like and what looks good so we are building up our mid-century modern collection although i would say that we tend more toward victorian edwardian turn of the century simply because those are the types of china that people like those are the sofas that people like and that's what seems to appeal the most to our couples. Uh-huh. Now, is there a, uh, where, if you were describing like what, what, the, what that Edwardian and Victorian styles, is there a, a movie that you point people to, to like, what, like, if, and like somebody who hasn't taken art history, mm-hmm. what would that, what, how would you describe the, is it very ornate? Is it very, uh... yes, very ornate, very beautiful. If people know French provincial style with mm-hmm. that very ornate kind of furniture, that's what it is. Um, Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Is gotcha. something, it's usually something that people pick up on right away when we uh-huh. mention Downton Abbey <laughs> or Great Gatsby. Gotcha. So yes. a lot of styles like that. Awesome. Awesome. And what, but what if somebody wanted like a, like a, some sort of like, you know, seventies glam wedding, could they come to you and would you acquire stuff for them or would you help them out in that or? I would certainly do my best to, because that sounds amazing. And I love seventies <laughs> glam. I love, love, love seventies glam. But right now we don't have a lot of 70s glam pieces. We don't have a lot of that ultra-modern, sleek, clean lines type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We mostly have the more innate pieces. Yeah. And when you say, so and if, 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 you're doing, if you are going to be doing something with, say, with 250 guests, mm-hmm. are you providing, like, like you know, uh, uniform play settings for at, at that level with these designs? Or is it a, you know, kind of a, a mix and match when it gets to that point? Mix and match. And it's all going to go together really nicely. It's yeah. not going to be incongruous, but it is going to be mix and match. We aren't going to have exactly the same setting for every single guest. It'll all have a little bit of variety and uniqueness. And how did you, is your collection always changing or yep. are you always acquiring are you, are you unloading stuff and acquiring stuff, or are you just acquiring, acquiring, acquiring? Acquiring, acquiring, except for when things break. They always do. You know, we use really fine bone china. It happens. Things break. Yeah. So I'm always getting more, and I like to be able to accommodate more events, too. So the more we have, the happier I am. And is it, is it like, you know, a trade secret, how you acquire your, your goods, or is it, uh, you know, <laughs> estate sales, or do you have, you know, your, your contacts? 
I have some contacts, but for the most <laughs> part, it is just a matter of putting in the time. And I think that's what people don't realize sometimes when they try to get their own tabletop pieces or furniture or whatever, yeah. that it's not just a matter of purchasing these items, which you can often do for relatively cheap, but a matter of having the time to find them and get them, maintain them, clean them, store them, mm. bring them to the location, manage them afterward. And that is all of what we do. We are a door-to-door service. You can pick out the exact items you like. You tell us how many you need. We help you sort that out to make sure you have the right count. Mm-hmm. We pack it up. We can deliver, or you can pick up, and we bring it to the event. We work with caterers all the time. We work with venues all the time, and we make the process seamless. Then, of course, we clean everything ourselves, and people don't have to deal with any of it. So. Yeah. So let's say, you know, I am like, you know, you're just a just a, a nice Midwestern boy and <laughs> I was, uh, you know, taught a lot of good manners and I don't like to be essentially ostentatious and, and uh, uh, you know, and I certainly don't want to, you know, make impractical decisions in my in my budgets and things like that. And so well, describe to me what, you know, it's, why, why, and but yet my, my fiance, she, she in, insists that I have to think about these, uh, the design and, and invest more money. And what, what do you think that it brings? What is the difference of, uh, uh, you know, in an event when, when you think that people are, are, are using your, your work and your, and your vision? I think it's really fun for the guests. And of course, I only want people to use us if they want to use us. I would never want to think that someone had been forced into using our (laughs) services if they weren't interested in them. But I think the reason couples do like to come to us for these pieces is because it lends that really personal touch. And it's just that nice additional detail of having everything at the table photograph really well. So it looks beautiful when you remember the event. It's a really special little detail that stands out to people. It gets conversations going Mm -hmm. at the table with guests who may not know each other. Mm -hmm. So I think having it be a conversation piece is really important and something that people don't think about. Just it's an extra little bonus at the event. And people just want things to be beautiful and not uniform. They want something unique. Mm-hmm. And do you think that this is, you know, so that must, so you started, I mean, so have you always been a, a collector of, of things? Is yes. that like this? Yes, I have what a collecting your, problem. What was your first, uh, what was your first collection? Oh, let's see. Stickers? So, un, stickers, yes. Seashells. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to have some super cool older stepsisters when I was a kid. Mm. So they got me into thrifting when I was about seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And that is what I would do with my allowance. I would go to our local thrift store and buy all sorts of stuff. And at the time, I fancied myself a little interior designer. So I bought lots of things and tried to do up my room very nicely. It didn't work out so well, but I tried. And since and then, you, I've and did you honed like, my skills. Was Did you say that you your appreciation of it was like like a pure design? Like you just like, you didn't need to know anything about where stuff came from. You just... You just like how this looked or did you have that kind of, you know, fascination that maybe tied to books you're reading or things like that or you enjoyed the historical Mm -hmm. part of things? It's all of it. I love, love, love history. So I love knowing about all of this. I'm really fascinated by history. So whether or not my pieces even relate to the type of history I'm studying, which might be something really obscure or really ancient, whatever it may be, I love knowing the history of things and having a physical connection to history, yeah. which is great when you have these objects and you're able to relate to them and you know that they're more special than having been mass produced in some factory halfway around the world and nobody has ever looked at them or cared about them or thought they were special. You see these really unique pieces that all have their own history, whether or not you know it. 
and are able to bring that to a very special event. And when did you acquire the the, the oldest piece of, of of rentable equipment that you you know rentable? I don't want equipment doesn't seem like the right word, but. <laughs> uh, 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 the first thing that you know, so when like did you you must you you when you first started renting vintage wares mm-hmm. vintage wear, you were renting your collection that you had already had that you maybe yes. had acquired without the idea that you were ever going to be renting it. Well, I did start renting buying things specifically for weddings because I realized that there was a market for that. That mm. at the time I was having a lot of difficulty when I was working on weddings. I was having trouble finding vintage rentals for people. And the additional difficulty there was even if I could find vintage rentals, I could only find a very particular type of rental. So only furniture from one company, only tabletop from another company. And I thought, well, why don't I just become a one-stop shop? So I directed my scouting a little more when I went out shopping because I'm going to be Mm -hmm. shopping for all these pieces regardless. I thought I would direct myself and give myself a reason to go look for things and I started specifically looking for plates and glassware and sofas, things along those lines. I guess, and was that something that, I mean, we mentioned that your, your, your childhood, some of your childhood collections, but had that evolved in being like that was kind of like one of your main hobbies or main personal collections that you have? You have like an insane kitchen at home where you have some serious cab, you know, cabinets filled with amazing dishes and stuff at home? Or, or, did that, or, or was it just a, a niche in the market and you just, you have a global sense of things and you saw that that? Or... It was both. It was the I loved these items and I knew that they were really special for weddings and I was helping plan all these different weddings and I had all this going on and I just saw that there was a need for it so I did try to direct myself but yeah yeah I will collect anything I have a fossil collection I (laughs) I mean I you know I try to get rid of things on a regular basis because I have so much stuff (laughs) yeah designer clothes at thrift stores I'll do that one too i Look for everything. And you and you started, the business started purely as a rental company and then the mm-hmm. planning grew out of it? Exactly. Yeah, because you were just, it just made sense if you were already, and are you, so you're not just then, it's, you're, you're renting this work, but you're also, you know, you're, you're directing the, the, the design of it, the laying out of the table. Are, or Often, that... not always. A lot of the time that is something that a couple might work out with their caterer. So sometimes it's strictly rentals and we have nothing to do with the planning and design and design end of things. Other times we're a little bit more involved. So it really just depends on the particular couple and the service that they book with us. Yeah. Is there, do you have a, uh, like a, uh, in terms of, you know, with the full service. So you do, you, you, it's very clear on your website that you have these like three layers or levels of, uh, of, of planning services that you offer when it comes to the full maximum, you know, the entire, the one, the, the full 100 Kate Lerman, planning experience is there a is there a can you walk us through uh um you know a particular wedding that that you feel really good about and maybe a couple that came in and and what 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 they told you about themselves and how that informed the suggestions that you made for them and and how that all worked out for them absolutely so i won't use specifics i suppose but i can just talk about the general process i think that it's a little bit easier because sometimes when you get into specifics, it's, sure, 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 sure. You know, we get into all these details that aren't relevant to everyone. But typically, I will meet a couple a lot of the time for full planning. It's a referral. So a vendor has mentioned us, or they have been at a wedding that we've done and they've seen our work. So we've already, they've become a little bit familiar with us somehow and a little more comfortable with us than mm-hmm. simply finding us online. And we will meet with them, get a sense of their vision for the day 
the basics of the day, you know, if they're expecting 100 guests or 400 guests, if mm-hmm. they like a particular style, what their priorities are from food to drinks to just being with their family and what the concept might be. So do they want a rustic barn wedding? Do they want something that, as I mentioned before, Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. you know, is a little more elegant? Do they want something completely modern? Do they not want a vintage style wedding at all? And that's yeah. sometimes the case. Mm-hmm. Or they like the juxtaposition of vintage pieces in a very modern venue. So it completely mm-hmm. depends on the couple. So from there, once they've decided to work with us, the first thing we do is a budget consultation. So we do a really, really thorough breakdown of everything that might go into their wedding budget. We scope it out based on their needs and just what I anticipate for them in the Chicago market. Yeah. And we try to get them to roughly the range that they were expecting. And then, of course, they're able to keep that document, whether or not they book us. Sometimes we do a budget consultation before we're booked for full planning. Mm-hmm. And from there, we just start down the line of the booking process with their vendors, meeting their vendors, recommending them, mm-hmm. letting them know about all these services and all these different things we should consider. So, And do you, now, of course, you know, you're a member of the, the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance, and do you mention, and you, so you are a green wedding planner, mm-hmm. are you, do you raise that, do people come in, do they find you because of because of the green? They're probably they're probably number one. They they find you because they love your aesthetic, I would imagine. But so so I would imagine that that loving your aesthetic and necessarily <laughs> thinking about greenness is probably maybe not the next thing that they're thinking about. And so, is, is, how do you bring up greenness with folks who are, you know? coming yeah. in that are so that are you know where, where does that come into the planning well it's a conversation stages? that we usually do have to initiate yeah. because it's not going to be something at the forefront for most couples yeah, yeah so i tend to bring it up during the budget consultation and i might add different vendor categories like well have we considered if your venue doesn't have one a composting service or a recycling service how do we want to deal with that yeah and when we're discussing paper we might discuss sustainable paper options just Going down the line, I tend to work it into these individual vendor categories rather than telling them, well, you need to have a sustainable wedding and here's why. Mm -hmm. I like to frame it in a way that allows them to still be saving money and to be in control of these decisions and to not feel that I'm pushing any particular choice. Because ultimately, of course, it's the couple's big day. And if that isn't a priority for them, I'm still going to have the same business practices Mm -hmm. where I try to keep everything as sustainable as possible. But they, at their particular event, may not opt for every sustainable choice that I put out there. And in terms of you know your the the decisions that you're making, what are your the, some of the either the, the the vendors or the services or the practices that you have that you know you for yourself most defines your your greenness? Oh sure. Yeah. Well, of course, we like to get salvage items, rescue items from an antique shop or a thrift store, a garage sale, rehab pieces, just give them new life. So we're fundamentally sustainable in that sense because we're keeping things out of landfills. And I also, of course, try to keep our studio as sustainable as possible. Just simple things, even like turning the heat down, LED bulbs, Mm -hmm. unplugging items, using better paper, Mm -hmm. trying not to use paper at all whenever we can avoid it. And then we are actually going to be getting a truck this year for our rentals. So I am looking into options with biodiesel and all of that. But for mm-hmm. now, I live near work, so I walk to work when I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared to ride my bike, so I walk to work. Mm-hmm. And we try to carpool, you know, just make those individual choices yeah. that are more sustainable. 
And then we support, of course, greener vendors, greener food options, all of that. Awesome. I do want to get a sense for, um, like, how much, you know, I always want to give people a sense for, like, how much work you put into things and as oh. a way to doing that. So either describe, like, taking us through what your what a wedding day is for you, mm-hmm. a max planning wedding day. Is I that, do frequently have, do 17-hour days. Yeah, so let's break down. Let's go through the let's go let's go through the day. So, so Kate, I, you know, one of the things I always like to to do on the show is is help give uh, people because I think a lot of times um, clients don't understand how much work goes into this and how time consuming it is uh, to, to balance all of these different things because we're talking about being responsible in terms of how we're doing the waste removal, all towards having an incredibly sharp eye on the aesthetic display of things and making sure that everything is polished and ready to go. Describe for us, you know, like like a, a wedding day in which you're the full planner and which you are having like the maximum responsibility that you can imagine. How, you know, take us through the, what's the first thing you're doing when you're waking up that day? Let's say it's a, it's a five <laughs> o'clock ceremony. Sure, sure. So it actually on the day of doesn't make an enormous difference whether I'm the full planner, partial planner, or coordinator, because at that point... I'm essentially doing the same thing for everyone when we get to the big day. Yeah. So I am definitely going to go to bed early the night before, mm-hmm. get up pretty early the morning of, have my coffee, go through my emails, go through my phone, make sure no little emergencies have come up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Usually they don't, but you never know. You know, people have my personal number for this exact reason. I send it out to everyone, very, very detailed instructions, all of that, and say, should anything come up? Call me, text me. I am available all day. Mm-hmm. So I'm there to fight fires as needed. And then depending on when setup needs to start, I am going to be one of, if not the very first people at the venue. Mm-hmm. As soon as the venue will let me in, I'm pretty much going to be over there helping to set up, maintaining contact with all vendors, maintaining contact with the wedding party, doing a lot of physical labor at that point. It's a lot of running around, hauling things if we have vintage rentals making sure that everyone is there on time. If they're not, tracking them down. And do you have a team? Like, how big is your team usually? I, it depends. Usually mm-hmm. I'll bring one other person with me, but occasionally we do bring more. Mm-hmm. I have never done a wedding completely on my own because I am not comfortable doing that just in case something comes up. Yeah. And we need to be in two places at once. Yeah. So I always do bring somebody else with me. And what's your favorite part of the day? Hmm. Is it cheesy to say the ceremony? Because I really like the ceremony. <laughs> I really, really do. You do you watch the ceremony? I do when I can. Most of the time, I can at least peek through a little window. Oh, or do you something. like the ceremony? Because that's the time. That's like when the planners can take like a. No, like a break. no, not at all. Yeah. I actually really enjoy seeing the ceremony, hearing it, and just seeing all of this culminate for these people I've been working with for however long, whether it's just a few weeks and they brought me in at the last minute, or whether I've been working with them for well over a year. Yeah. I love seeing it all come together for them. And. I think in the wedding planning process, and this is with me as a vendor too, it can be easy to lose sight of why you're getting married, of what the day is all about. And it's about being together, celebrating love, being part of a community with your family and your friends and everyone who cares about you. And the ceremony is a really just real way to express that. It's not about the design or anything that I do. Mm -hmm. It's just these two people being in love, being there with their families and friends. So then let's say, so we've done the ceremony, people have eaten dinner, they're on the dance floor, people are starting to filter out. 
and and you have your life's investment scattered on on tables. Imagine that the the managing of your 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 rentals, obviously, because you don't want them to break. You want them to be used. You want them to be able to position where they can be clean. Take us through how you deal with all that. Well, realistically, something's always going to break. So my number one rule for myself is don't get attached. If you get attached to a certain plate, inevitably Mm -hmm. it is going to break to a certain piece of glassware, any of that, it will get damaged. So I try to just think of things as a very large unit in which I brought 200 plates. I will probably lose a few. That is okay. And you, your clients, do they understand that if a plate or two gets broken, it's all good? Or do you, do you have to, uh, like, it, it depends. To I typically, and... you know, I used to never charge. And then I realized how costly that was, even in the sense of like having to scout new mm-hmm. plates. So now I do charge because it's just, mm-hmm. okay. otherwise we lose too much inventory. But we almost always have a caterer on site or a staffing company, and they are wonderful. Mm-hmm. So caterers know how to care for our plates. Staffing companies know how to care for our plates. We include instructions with every order. I mean, it's we make it a really simple process, and we work with a lot of great people. So yeah. it's never been too big of an issue. We've never lost an enormous stack of plates or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. There's been like a fist fight breakout and somebody gets thrown onto a table. No, but that would be interesting. <laughs> well, and the nice thing too is the tabletop items do get cleared after the meal. So there's a bit of time to get them wiped down and repacked and all of that before anyone is drinking a little too much. And do you do your own dishwashing? We do. You have do you dishwashers at your office space, at your studio space? We do, yeah. Are they special? There's, I have no idea. Is there like just like regular industrial restaurant dishwashers? They're actually not. It's a, it's a regular dishwasher, and we also occasionally go to an industrial kitchen when we need things done quickly. Yeah. But we're about to move, so we have so much inventory at this point that we're about to get a new warehouse space. And one of the things we're looking for in our new storage space, because right now our storage space is off-site, but it's not very large. So in our new space, we want something that has a bit more room and also an industrial washer somewhere on site so that we can access that and you know turn out plates much faster for events is there something that you have to consider when you're when you're cleaning vintage plates in terms of getting the maximum life out of them do you have to use special or is it just pretty much you can just wash them as you would any other plates or do you take Uh, some special care some special you take a risk some things break yeah you lose some things to a dishwasher but I don't like to hand wash simply because hand washing is not only time consuming, but you don't always get everything clean enough. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to me that we're sending out a quality rental. So yeah. I just get everything clean. You know, you have to do it that way. And those are my standards. They're very exacting. So I like to send out the best pieces that I can. Well, awesome. Well, Kate, where do you think, where do you see the business going? I mean, are you right now, would you say that, that the, that your vision is, in full flower, or are there are there are there, are there places where you hope to take this business or to expand? What's your what are your plans going forward? Well, I have no complaints about how things are going so far. I love it. I love our couples. I love the vendors we work with. Mm-hmm. So things are going really really well, and I'm really happy about it. I think in the future, in the coming couple of years, we are going to expand beyond Chicago and beyond vintage because I don't want to feel that that limits us. Even though so much of what we do does have this vintage aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's not all that we do, Mm -hmm. and I don't want people to get the sense that we're a one-trick pony because we're more than that. So we're going to look into different locations, and we're also going to look into 
not being just about vintage, even though, of course, that's still going to be a core component of what we do because we love the rental so much. Yeah. And if people love the stuff, I mean, you want, I mean do you deal this, the, the stuff that, that you rent? I mean, if somebody wanted to buy it or if somebody, I mean, do you have, like, I'm, is that also like a, a side practice? Are you, you know, on uh, an Etsy or on eBay and, and selling your wares as much? You know, I'm on Etsy, but I'm very lazy about it. I have been meaning to get a little better, but it's actually completely different stuff that I sell. So yeah. we have done pop-up shops, and we, of course, donate to a portion of our profits to Dog Rescue when we do those. We've participated in the Randolph Street Antique Market, had a great turnout at that. And those pieces are usually more the vintage clothes that I have, the vintage accessories, mm-hmm. and other things in my way-too-big collection that we're just, you know, getting rid of to make some room. So... We do sales events, and it's totally different from our rentals for the most part. Fantastic. Well, you know, one last question, and that is, so what if uh, uh, somebody wanted to hire you, but you know what, you're, you're just too busy on that date and you can't do it. What would you say, what is your, what is your favorite pieces of advice that you'd like to give people who are either planning a wedding or, or considering maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know what, what, anything, any, offer, any free advice you would want to give people who are planning a wedding? Oh, I would just, well, first of all, I just tell them to go to another vendor and I tell them other vendors that I like. Okay. I love sending people to other planners that I trust and that do good work. I'm perfectly happy to do that. Same with other vintage rental companies because I want to know that these couples are in good hands, even if it's not with me. I would say Feel free to shout out to to some. Hey, Carlene at Naturally Yours Events. (laughs) So (laughs) there are a bunch that I like to refer to, though. There are so many good ones. We have a great community here in Chicago. Right. So... Yeah, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'll send them to someone else because I think if people are at the point where they're considering using a planner, they 100% should. It will make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't go with me, yes, like don't plan it yourself if you're thinking of not planning it yourself. And if you are planning it yourself, be very organized and just don't go crazy. You know, just chill out, relax, read up on things, be organized and take a breath. Fantastic. Enjoy the day. Well, Kate Lerman, thank you so much for joining us here on the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance podcast. You can check out Chicago Vintage Weddings at chicagovintageweddings.com or, you know, maybe you happen to uh, find yourself over uh, on Grand Avenue, 1855 West Grand Avenue is their studio. And it was great talking to you, Kate. And uh, thank you for listening. This is the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance podcast. You can always learn more about the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance at greenweddingalliance.com. Thank you for listening and take care.